0: You know what? Before we even start the podcast, this is editing, Brianna jumping in. And I want to come in and say, why the hell didn't Victoria Monet perform at the VMAs? Oh, oh, she's not far enough in her career yet. Get on with that. My girl is so Beyonce coded, she should be for performing selling out arenas i mean she is she is and i want to go to see her on tour so badly but the tickets are so expensive so victoria and monet for some reason if you ever want to help a girl out if for some reason in the magical universe you want to help me out listen i'm right here dm me please reach out because your girl wants to see you perform I want to sing my national anthem in person, I put that on my own mama, on my hood, I look fly, I look too good, you can't touch my bag, wish you could. Breakfast at Tiffany's and bottles of bubbles, girls with tattoos who like getting in trouble, lashes and diamonds, ATM machines, buy myself all of my favorite things. Arana Grande, please do not sue me. Please please keep all lawyers away from me. I ask you out of the kindness of your heart to please not. I just didn't have another intro. No, seriously please. Oh my god, please. Although do it if I get to meet you in court. Because if I get to meet you in court, babes I'll see you in court any day. Send me the cease and desist. to see ladies is pimps tonight living inside a dream let's lay where love is light i put that on my own mama on my hood i look fly i look good you can't touch my bag wish you could i look fly Welcome back to the Shack Me Please Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Silva, and today I am here by myself. No, seriously, I am literally here by myself. Like, I am the only person in this building right now, which, okay, not in the actual building, but I am the only person who's home, and I can't lie, I'm enjoying it because I did not realize, like, when I first started this podcast, um, I spent many a night Many a nights podcasting by myself in my room, by myself, and then editing by myself until three in the morning. And well, life has changed. I have more friends. I have a boyfriend. I have more people to go out with. I have more daily stuff. And so my podcast has turned into something where I record by myself when I can, or I'm now more likely than not recording with someone in the room with me. And then editing typically early morning, early afternoon to get it up because most likely for the rest of the night, my friends wanna hang out with me and I'm seeing my friends. And tonight I get to return back to what I typically do, which is recording at 10 o'clock at night and editing till 3 in the morning. And I did not realize how much I missed that. Like that is what this podcast was built off of. And like that is just my lifestyle. I am not an early bird i adore everyone who is an early bird but i'm not i'm very much a a night owl um so far my life doesn't call for me to make that switch and i really i really don't care to i enjoy i i cannot emphasize how much i enjoy staying up to enjoy me time more than waking up and enjoying me time and then going out the door I would rather get up in a rush and like have as much sleep as I can and run out the door and then later that night chill kick back read books until four in the morning because that is when the world is asleep like there are very few people who stay up at night and when you're up like that late at night I feel like you are more likely to be a partier because the parties are happening late at night like I just feel like you're a little more likely to be wild if you like to stay up at night and so I love my night owls so I miss this and I love returning to this but if I, I have to be completely honest if you haven't listened to my last miniature bonus uh wedding engagement special I was wishing Miss Revy Ashton a happy engagement. Um, (laughs) If you haven't heard, Miss Remy Ashton and her now fiance, Cal, are engaged. It was so cute. I've watched Remy for so long. And so to see her go through her whole, I'm sorry, Remy, that I'm bringing this up again, if for some reason you're listening to this. But like, listening to her talk about her virginity and then losing her virginity and then having I don't even want to necessarily like say a ho phase but like an exploring phase sorry like I just don't think it's like a full-on like a ho 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 phase from like what she's talked about on the internet I feel like she was just more exploring more than like being a whore so (laughs) and then to see her like meet cal and keep it a secret and never wanting to like uh post him online or even say his name to say it his name and he's in like a majority of her videos even if it's just a glimpse of him walking in the background and he never ever talks to the camera for a video to being engaged in her buying her house and watching her through multiple moves it I just can't, it it made me cry, I genuinely, genuinely got emotional, because I was like, Remy, like, oh my god, but yeah, I sounded like a mosquito, anyways, um, <laughs> But in that last podcast episode, I was telling y'all that I was very low energy. Like I just didn't have the vibe, not the move, not the one, nor the two, nor the three to do anything. And that is still ringing true. And I told y'all last podcast episode, it was because I was PMSing, which is still very true. I am like, I just started my period yesterday and it just, it this one has been very, easy going typically I'm cramping and I'm in pain and basically rolling over and I cannot I have a heating pad that I got from my old roommate Lauren hi Lauren I don't think she listens to these um but I get to plug into the wall and lay down on in bed and like just put the heating pad on me and so typically like I do not disconnect from the wall and I have to go force myself to exercise to even get some relief um from cramps and even then I'm in pain but this one has been a very easy going period so far and i'm just so grateful for that because i haven't had one like this in a very long time and but the difference is this one's easy going but this is okay fridge calm down oh my god this is the period where i am just like i do not want to move out of bed i am so Tired and exhausted, and I think maybe that just also has to do with maybe the lifestyle I'm living, as in like what I'm eating and like, um, again staying up late all night, partying, drinking, and then like, uh, waking up and like, ugh, doing schoolwork. Like, it's so I think I'm just not like balancing things properly. So that's probably adding to why I've been tired. But damn, there's people at the pool yelling. But I have just. I don't know. I know this is not my usual, like, tiredness. I could typically, like, push through it and have some energy. But, no, through the PMS, when I got closer to my period, now that I'm on it, it has just been such a, like, ugh, slump. Like, huh <gasps> I not. In an oppressive way. During the PMS, it was kind of depressive, and I literally had to keep telling myself, like, no doubts. Like, stop doubting yourself, like, even down to exams and stuff Um, because I did have an exam recently and I think I did pretty good but now I'm worried because um, I out there was a whole alphabet matching section that me and a few people cannot agree on what the answers are and that makes me worried because there were a lot of things that could go for certain things and of course it's pick the best answer but like I feel like that when it's picking the best answer out of multiple answers that could like technically fit I feel like then it ends up falling on the opinion of the person of, like, what technically is the best answer, so that kind of sucked. So, I don't know. We'll see. I do believe I passed, but whether it's with a low passing grade or a high passing grade, I don't know. The world may never know. I'm going to have to know. Uh, I'll keep y'all updated on that. So, all this to say, all this ranting, all this rambling, Um, yeah, PMDD has been kicking my butt, but now... Uh, I haven't gotten my upward swing that I usually get of like my mood and the energy. I haven't had that upward kick of what my period has typically brought on. And so I'm just like, well, at least I know my hormones are regulating, Uh, but instead it's been a very slow, like chugging along of pulling up the energy. So hopefully this whole little, what is this? I had 48 hours of rejuvenation of hanging out by myself hopefully that like rejuvenates me enough to like kickstart it well as we're having some technical what 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 are we having as we're having some technical difficulty that recording brianna is trying to figure out editing brianna is jumping in to say hey if you've made it this far in the podcast you should probably follow me subscribe to the podcast comment leave a review whatever if you head over to spotify i'm now doing the thing where i'm using the like where you're supposed to ask a question question i'm using that as a comment section so if you want to leave a comment on the podcast if you want to be like this sucks go do that go do that babes come on i want to hear your opinions if you want to tell me to off myself go do that right over there right over in the comment section i love you guys okay um sounds like recording brianna has figured out what's happening so editing brianna jumping out my elbow hit the outlet and it unplugged If y'all, if y'all have been listening for a while, you already know, I hate yawning when I'm podcasting because when I'm editing, I will sit there and yawn my life away. But all this to say, due to the low energy, there's not much that I really want to hop on here and like really talk about and like get into with my life. And so instead, what I have decided to do is to do a cute little Q&A podcast episode Uh, like Y'all going to get to know so much more of me, which is always fun. And I haven't done a Q&A in a while. And so I think, like, I don't even know when my last Q&A was, if I'm being completely honest with you. And so this is going to be really fun, and I'm kind of excited. And ah, I literally just, like, looked up a website because, <laughs> just being honest, it's not, uh, like, ah! Uh, there's just uh, why is this so embarrassing for me to say I think the reason why I feel embarrassed about it is because like I'm like oh saying this out loud makes me feel like a flop but there's just not enough of you guys like interacting with me and uh on social media to where I could be like oh my god ask me a question and then like people actually ask me questions so I've had to do it by myself that's so embarrassing because she's in her flop era Just kidding. I am in my manifestation era. Everything's flowing into me. There's no room for doubt era. Um, life is going brazy era. The law of attraction is going crazy era. That's the era we're in, but Oh my God. Okay. Let's see. So it's a list of 140 questions. So I'm gonna just go through and like find the like most fun, um, questions that'll be, this one's all about food. Ooh, this is a good one. What is five things you eat and you could simply spend your fortune on? Tacos, pasta. Mmm. Definitely tacos, pasta. You know what? That's... (laughs) Ooh, tacos, pasta, chips, and salsa. Oh, my God. I love a good chips and salsa moment. Um... Bread. I love bread. Honestly, it's just like I love tacos and pastas. Like, that is it. Like, I will happily spend a fortune on tacos and pasta any day of the week. I, oh my God, I can eat those things multiple times in a day. I can have breakfast tacos, tacos for lunch, and then like a healthy fish taco or something for dinner. Like, I love a taco. Same thing with the pasta, babes. If once they invented breakfast, pasta it's over it's over oh my god I will happily spend fortunes on those so it's not five things but like it's just that's what takes the cake um ooh, these are questions about friends crushes love family oh my god this is the question that made me literally say oh this is the website of the list of questions that I'm going to do because I think this is the funniest thing. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you have ever done to tell a guy slash girl you are crushing on? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The weirdest thing I've ever done. I so desperately. If I honestly try, I know for a fact I can find the messages um, and I can find it. But the weirdest thing I did was I was a little side piece to somebody which this is not like um like I know everyone just went pause what? Yeah, I was you know them three month situationships that be ripping your heart out. So this was back in like 2019. Um <laughs> it was my little summer 2019 fling right before I started my podcast. I can't even lie, that heartbreak broke me so bad it made me start this podcast. Because I refuse to spend my day in bed, like weeping over a boy. So (laughs) if y'all want. ah, So if y'all want to know how this podcast really all started and like what made me say, I'm starting a podcast and I'm changing the way I live my life because I can't do this anymore. Literally, a guy broke my heart and I I couldn't fathom the idea of spending another month crying about him. Genuinely is how this all started. Um <laughs> but within that little 3 month situationship moment, I was a side chick. Um it I didn't know I was the side chick and then I found out I was the side chick and then I was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't okay. We're just going to be friends." He kept pushing, 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 aggressively pushing like take me out, hang out with me. Da, da, da. I don't know why the f- meow. Mm, I I don't know why the hell I caved. I don't know why I caved. Okay, she was a weak-minded little girl back then is the only way to put it, but I caved and basically I caught feelings for this boy. And after some time I was like, I cannot continue to be the side chick. Like, what is wrong with me? How am I just accepting this? And so I was like, okay, I need to explain to him why I'm not okay with being the side chick and why I'm not just gonna sit around here and just like the let him enjoy two women at once in his life. And so the way I did that and the way I admitted to having feelings, <laughs> oh my God, the way I admitted to this boy that I had feelings for him was I took a bunch of Ariana Grande lyrics and composed them together. In one lengthy paragraph, it was something along the lines of, I'm so into you because you make me feel like God is a woman. So I can't, another fun Ariana Grande lyric inserted here. um, So I can't, whatever the, or I probably literally said like, um, I'm so into you because you make me feel like God is a woman. So I can't stand around To not, uh, so I can't stand around. No, it was something like, so I need you to break up with your girlfriend because blah, 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 blah. Like literally like that. Like literally took a bunch of Ariana Grande lyrics and made it into one lengthy kind of smart paragraph. I'm not going to lie. Like I stopped and was like, damn, who is she? And then I was so embarrassingly nervous. And then he was just like, damn, I kind of feel the same. And I was like, ah, he feels the same. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, because if he would have felt the same, I wouldn't, mm, mm, mm. (laughs) no, if he would have felt the same, he instantly, like, one, wouldn't have me as a side chick, two, wouldn't be cheating on his girlfriend, would have left her if he genuinely, like, did not care for the relationship, like, he kept telling me he didn't, like, oh, my God, it was always, like, uh, things are just different, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out, my Delulu self was literally, like, oh, my God, like, because i know some people because they him and his girlfriend were dating for like four years at that point and they were high school sweethearts and so what i assumed happened was they were just together for so long and that was his first love that he just got comfortable and didn't know how to break off the relationship and i was like oh my god since he now knows that there's someone else that could like be right for him and uh, this relationship doesn't necessarily need to be end all be all. Like he's gonna leave her and we're gonna figure it out, and he's gonna have time to heal, and we're gonna come back together. And we're gonna be happy. And no, that didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah I had to learn the hard way that he wasn't into me. And yeah, that's how I told him that like I had feelings for him. <sighs> no, my God, that was. Eh. I still cringe, babes. I still cringe about that. I can't believe I did that. But whatever. Okay. How can you tell a person is crushing on you? genuinely i just look them in their eyes i can tell you if someone thinks i'm pretty and is going to shoot their shot if someone thinks i'm pretty and is too shy to shoot their shot i could tell you if someone just thinks that i'm hot and just kind of wants to like smash or if someone thinks i'm hot and is like wow i like i want to try things out with this girl i can tell you all of that and i have yet to be wrong and i can always tell by looking in the person's eyes there is a certain look in their eyes that there is just a knowing you know. You know when they're in love, you know when they have a crush on you, you know when they like you. It is literally a sixth sense. I don't know if it's like also a trauma response from being a woman and like literally needing to know this information just in case a guy does want hit, to hit on me because I need to know if I need to keep my distance because some men like to get violent when they're rejected. So that's also really scary. I've also been like stalked kind of no, I've fully been stalked. I have been stalked because I rejected a guy before and they just like stalked me. I had a guy try to blackmail me because I rejected him. So like I, it could just be a trauma response. And because I've just been in situations where guys literally can't take no for an answer, that I've just learned to like look someone in the eyes and be like, I know your next move. And so I know how to act accordingly, <laughs> which sometimes works in my favor when I like them back. But it also works when like I don't like them back and I'm like, I need to get out of here. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, see babes but that's just gonna give trauma when was the last time you felt really precious to your family on my dad's side of the family probably two days ago whenever my grandmother dms me on instagram straight up (laughs) she always makes sure to know that i'm loved and cherished and everything my mom's side of the family good luck charlie (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Oh my God. Do you have a box of secret objects in your room? I actually do. I actually do. That's not even funny. I actually do. I have two boxes technically. Um, One is more like keeping secret from authority figures. And then the other one is keeping secret from authority figures and friends and there are very few people who know what's in that box um, because it's my box of fun treasures let's put it like that but I do have a box of secret objects in my room okay I'm gonna do a big scroll (sighs) Mm, do you believe in love at first episode? what does that mean? love in first episode? oh is this for like watching movies and stuff? Mm. do I believe in love at first episode? Uh, you know, I've never thought of that. I've genuinely never thought of that question. Um, I don't, I don't believe, well, if it's movies and TV shows, like anything can be a possibility, literally anything that you want. Um, I don't think though that I necessarily believe that love at first episode, just because it's a movie, it's a TV show. You have to have peaks, you have to have valleys, you have to have, you know, you have to have the up and down. And so I do feel like just for the plot, there needs to be a slow build or some form of building of love only for it to come crashing down for whatever reason. And then like they end up happily ever after or some movies, TV shows and books want to rip your heart out and they never let that love live. But no, I don't believe in love in first episode. (gasps) What are five horror films people shouldn't watch alone? Ooh, I think I can answer this one. OK, so I actually do love a lot of scary movies and like I wouldn't say like I'm necessarily a horror movie fanatic. Um, I just really enjoy them. I enjoy the anticipation, but I don't necessarily think I here's the thing. My favorite scary movies are the ones that actually scare me. Because since I love them so much, it's really hard for me to actually get scared and be jumpy. Instead, I'm laughing the entire way through and I see it as a comedy. And so number one film that I would not recommend watching alone in the dark um, as above, so below. I literally have a mug that I got from Spirit Halloween that says as above, so below. To this day, my favorite scary movie. It has a very slow start And such a slow, anxious build. But out of nowhere, when things pick up, like it does not give you a break. Like you do not stop to rest. Your heart will pound through your chest until that last scene in the movie. And it's not even funny, which is so weird to say because I have never liked anything that has a slow build. But as above, so below does it so perfectly. And I think the build up is necessary for everything and i recently just watched it again and made my roommates watch it and literally they were all like oh my god we thought this movie was boring for a second and then once we got halfway through the movie like we could not stop jumping and i was like yeah yeah it's not even funny but that was the first movie that i've been in a movie theater and genuinely almost like wanted to run out um especially there's a scene where they do a really good job with the audio and the audio sounds like it's underwater. Watching it on your TV, I don't think is the same effect as watching it in the theater because it it was like being in the movie theater. That made me want to run out because you literally feel like you're hallucinating because that's when everything starts to change is that underwater moment. And you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm underwater. What's happening? And then everything just escalates and you can't catch your breath and I damn that's a good movie so that's number one number two what's another good one man I don't think I have five maybe just that one because again all my scary horror psychological movies like they don't scare me they don't genuinely scare me um I prefer, like, I like a good psychological thriller, but, like, it's not my favorite. It would be my least favorite of horror films. I love the action, running for your life, you're going to die, especially if it's, like, paranormal. Oh, forget it. Like, the entire Conjuring series, you know what? Yeah, one, two, and three, and Annabelle, don't watch that by yourself either, because those can get really scary. I love a good demonic moment. Oh, my God. I love, I love a good demonic movie. Sinister is crazy. (laughs) What is one movie with an ending that literally blew your mind? Barbie. (laughs) Barbie. Could not tell you what just happened, what I just experienced. Um, (laughs) My mic decide like my computer decided to connect to my phone and use my phone as a speaker. I don't know what just happened, Um, but we're back. So back to what I was saying. Barbie movie ending that blew my mind. Um, Or maybe Endgame. Not did I just say Endgame? Uh, What is that Marvel movie? Oh my god, Infinity y'all know that marvel movie with thanos and the rocks and whatnot you know when thanos was collecting crystals because he was a manifestation girly. maybe that one but that didn't really have an ending that necessarily. it kind of did yeah i don't think i've had a movie to blow my mind recently it's been a lot of tv shows that have been blowing my mind and books but a movie yeah barbie barbie kind of had me like uh oh yeah barbie kind of blew my mind so i would say barbie Barbie. What is an underrated series on Netflix? (laughs) Narcos. (laughs) I love Narcos. Narcos. Mm. Muy buen. Muy bien. Muy bien. We got to go back to Duolingo and work on the Spanish. Oh, wait. Overrated. Why was I thinking underrated? Overrated series? Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris oh my god Emily in Paris okay here's questions about life oh my god guys we're getting deep 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 okay wait let me answer okay a famous movie you have given more than one chance but still hate um what is a famous movie I've given more than one chance but I still hate Mm. I don't know because typically if I don't like a movie I'm just not watching it again so I don't think I've ever there's definitely some there's definitely been movies where I'm like I literally couldn't care less like I literally couldn't care less about this movie um there's none that comes to mind so I guess that's a good thing yeah, I've never watched a movie. Oh, wait, I take that back. Um, the Secret it used to be on Netflix. Uh, well, no, today I watched it. Mm, but you see, I really couldn't care for it. it. It's really badly made. It has a great message, but it's very badly made. And I think there's a better way to get that message across. And so I'd rather watch the YouTube girlies to get the message across than to watch that. Adeline Warren always recommends it because it's changed her life to the point where she even got the book but yeah no, everything about that movie slash documentary is just so stupid that it feels fake that it feel like it dilutes the message so yeah I gave it a second chance today because Adeline Warren's always talking about it I respect her I love her I love her content I love the way she lives her life and the way she manifests so I was like okay if this changed her life let me try it it might change mine it wasn't life-changing but like it got me going, it got me thinking, and I already live my life by a lot of those thoughts, so, but it's really bad, it's really badly made, and I hate it, I really hate it. Okay, questions about life. Have you ever committed a felony? No. Sorry to break your heart. Um, do you consider yourself confident? Very. I think I'm so confident it's to the point that I'm afraid that people consider me shallow or narcissistic or cocky or all those things where you're just, like, too overly confident. Um, like I'm almost con No, I don't think I'm Kanye level confident. That's a, that's a lie. That is a lie, but I'm a very confident person. And I see here's, here's where it's going to sound cocky and narcissistic and all those. But I think a lot of people, especially around my age, really lack confidence. Well, I wouldn't even, yeah, I feel like, mm, well, I wouldn't know. Cause I don't hang out with a l- lot of people who are in their thirties, forties, fifties, other than like family members and, A lot of them don't have confidence a lot of them is just like oh you that's just that's speaking on stuff that doesn't matter but yeah so i would think i have confidence more than the average person because i feel like especially in today's society um specifically like women women presenting or feminine presenting people uh tend to lack confidence just based on the expectations that society places on you and so I feel like sometimes when I speak or the way I talk about myself or the way I'm just like no I'm pretty and I know it thanks or I'm so confident in my goals my dreams who I am that sometimes I feel like it can it can just be taken the wrong way of like girl shut up like shut up you're hiding something in reality it's like no I'm not hiding something I just it took a lot of work for my confidence to get to where it is because uh, I wasn't always as confident. So I don't hide it. <laughs> I don't hide it anymore. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's all. Mm, no, that's not where I'm going to like I I'm such a confident person that it got to the point where one of my like deal breakers in a relationship was if you didn't at least have my level of level of confidence, we could not be in a relationship because I am so confident in myself and as a person that I, it it takes a lot to make me jealous. And even then, like I do not get jealous. I more get protective of like, um, hey, you're just like disrespecting my relationship. Back it up. You know, I've never had a moment where I'm like, oh my God, you're hanging out with this person. Like what? Like I don't get jealous. I'm more just kind of like protective of me and my relationship. And so to date someone who doesn't have that same confidence level and if like every time I get hit on, because like I'm always telling my boyfriend, I'm just like someone just hit on me. I almost gained a stalker recently. Again, someone trying to hit on me, like literally have been on FaceTime with someone. And then I've been on FaceTime with my cousin and then my cousin's friend in the background was trying to hit on me as my boyfriend's in the room. Like if you don't have confidence, that can be a lot to take to always feel like, oh, my gosh, someone's going to take my person away. And I have been in a relationship where like the person I was dating was just so unconfident that like dating someone who gets that much attention. And I'm not even trying to say like I'm prettier than the next person, but just especially being a woman and then like being a woman who I would almost say is like who has the attributes attributed to like having a very womanly body that you would think is Like, just having the aspects that is typically associated with what you want sexually. So, like, the big butts, the big boobs. Like, let's be honest, it's guys. So, a bunch of guys hitting on me and trying to, like, smash isn't... Doesn't mean that I'm pretty. It just means, like, oh, my God, I saw tits and I wanted to say hello, you know? And so, it it, it becomes a lot. It becomes overwhelming. And, yeah. So, I feel like I'm a very confident person. that was just my little spiel. And that was just my little rant. And I say that because sometimes it does, like, it, sometimes it does get me down because I feel like I'm just, the, again, here's where we're going to sound cocky again, but sometimes I feel like uh, I'm so confident that sometimes I don't even know, like, it's hard for me sometimes to be empathetic to people who are looking for someone to be empathetic when they're talking about, like, insecurities and stuff, and especially when it pertains to looks, because, like for me did it take work yes but then I put in that work and realized like I am the only person who loves me I am the only person who should really think this highly of myself anyone else who thinks that highly of me there might be an issue there Um, and so like you just kind of learn to love yourself to like extraordinary levels and so to listen to someone be like i hate this about myself and i hate this about me and i hate this about my body and i hate my looks and i hate this and i hate that sometimes it gets annoying and sometimes like i'm just no help and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes i feel like i don't know how to help or really how to relate because there's because even the things that i can not relate to of like feeling overweight and wanting to lose weight i'm like oh i get when people are being obnoxious and like criticizing your body but when the criticism is coming from like yourself uh, yeah I'm not here stop talking (laughs) um but yeah uh have you ever been beaten up yes by my older cousin not like to the point of a, a bloody pulp but when we were kids uh we were the only two kids in the family who were around the same age so we hung out a lot and so because he was older I wanted to do what he always did And so when he would play basketball, I would play basketball with him. If he was hanging out with his friends, I was suddenly hanging out with his friends. Um, And that ended up being when he started loving WWE. I started loving WWE because I was watching it with him all the time, which in turn led him to just do wrestling matches with me because he was like, oh, my God, my little cousin. We always hang out all the time. Let's wrestle. Let's let's do what those guys on TV do. (laughs) Haha, watch me win. And then I would just be like, I'm in pain. Help. Um, it was never that serious. I'm <laughs> But I do remember there were times when he would like hit me and I'm like, What's wrong with you? I just like wanted to cry. And he's like, i have a prepared. You said so no oh we could beat on you and bully you. And I'm just like, But you hurt me. And it was we were kids, bro. We were like six, five, even. Like we were, I mean, we're cousins. So I mean we've been around each other since we were literally born. Um so yeah. I was just a dramatic little kid, but that's the only time I've been beating up any other time. I am not a fighter. I am not a fighter. Do not ever try to lay hands on me. Ooh, if you ever think, oh, my God, Brianna's going to post up and fight me. No, I'm not. Babes, no, I'm not. I'm going to let you hit me, and I'm going to sit in a corner, and I'm going to cry, and then I'm going to call the cops so that way I can get you prosecuted and put into jail for, like, beating me to a bloody pulp. Because, like, that's my revenge. I like a more psychological revenge more than, like, a physical. Like, beating someone up. Okay, and... Babes, that's physical strength. Messing with someone's mind now and just like, ooh, get it, ooh. Like literally being able to call the cops and get someone thrown in jail for like years because the way you were able to just like be so dramatic with the way they hit you, that, that's my sweet spot for revenge. So no, I've never been actually beaten up and I've never been in an actual fight. (laughs) What is one embarrassing situation you will never forget? Ooh, there's so many. Oh my god, there's so many moments. I'm gonna tell you a few, bro, cuz there are some. Okay, so I would say number one embarrassing moment that I'll never forget about that I still like cry myself to sleep at night thinking about was one time when I was on when I was on my drill team in high school. My dance director was saying something to so like it, it was after practice. OK, we're all sitting there. We're all taking off our shoes and blah, blah, blah. And so then my dance director starts calling to someone was like, oh, my God, like, where are your shoes? Where where are my shoes? Da, 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 or something like that. And then me just thinking I was so funny. I was like, but you're wearing your shoes like doing like I love a good, stupid dad joke like that. OK, to this day, I still do. Like, I literally follow this person, this account on Instagram called Pun Bible, because there's so many punny moments like that. I live for jokes like that. And so I was like, aha, you're wearing your shoes. And she literally just, like, looked at me like she was disgusted. I don't know if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes. My dance director from high school hated me. I don't know why she had, she was a grown woman having beef with a literal teenager who was a minor, but, like, that's not me, bro. Um, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's her issue. I don't know why she let me stress her like that. I don't care if I was annoying. I know I wasn't. I know I wasn't the most annoying teenager she's uh, she's ever put up with nor will I be the most annoying teenager she'll ever put up with. So, I just to this day like now before I had beef with it Today, I like laugh about it. I'm like, girl, I don't understand why you hated me so much. The point where you literally told the colonel to not let me talk to you and to literally like intercept me walking to your office. But the colonel was my best friend at the time. And she literally was like, I was not going to do that. Like, what did I look like stopping a teenager to go talk to an adult? And I was like, period. But um, yeah, so I said that out loud and she didn't respond. She just came, gave me a dirty look. And I was like, maybe she didn't hear me. So I said it again. And, y'all, the answering silence was so loud. Because this time, the entire dance gym went silent. And every time I think about that moment, I'm like, yep, I need to jump off a cliff." Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Another really, really, really embarrassing moment that I just, like, think about. Um... Oh my god, they're so like see they're not coming to mind right now because I feel like I'm putting I'm put myself on the spot But damn, there are a lot of moments where I lay in bed and i'm like, Ooh, If I could erase that off the face of this planet, I would I literally would I would erase everyone's memory Like i'm sorry. I'm embarrassed everyone. Oh my god When I was in fifth grade and I had to run for the bus I don't know what it is, but running for the bus is so embarrassing. I had left my binder in the cafeteria while waiting for the bus to take me home and right before the bus was about to take off i remembered it so i had to run through the bus run through the school run to the cafeteria grab my binder and literally bolt it back to the bus and when i got there the bus started taking off and left me behind and i started to panic like absolutely panic because I left my backpack and everything on the bus I had my phone but I knew my mom was working she would not pick me up I would be in so much trouble I was so embarrassed because I'm just watching like buses of like like literally with my entire middle school um was this but oh my god was that considered yeah intermediate is seven and eight so yeah with my entire middle school in buses and then the bus driver stopped and like literally right before she exited the parking lot and i ran back and she was like you better thank so and so for seeing you and i was just like oh my god i just wanted to get my stuff what is up with adults having beef with kids what was that? you know what i can't even get mad at her though because she was genuinely one of my favorite bus drivers because we were her last stop because my neighborhood was the farthest from um my school district and so she was chill she was fun i love talking to her i love that woman i hope she's doing well um, she didn't say I, I did not feel bad when she told me that in that moment, I was just so embarrassed that I was like, don't add fuel to the fire, but uh, I forgave her. Cause she was so sweet. She was so genuinely nice to me. And that's see That is people I will always appreciate. Not my freaking dance director. Like one of my favorite teachers, Miss Alanise, which I hope she's not listening to this podcast. I say a lot of wild things on this podcast. But she was my English teacher in high school. And I will never forget her. I love that woman to this day. Uh, She literally used to check up on me, like even after I graduated, because she still had like her group me link or, I wasn't group me. It's some other one where like, you use a website to like text people through a bunch of numbers and she like kept up with all her favorite students and like sometimes she would get on to me and I never I never felt hurt by it like because I never felt like she was I knew she held so much love in her heart for teaching and her students that I never felt like she was truly getting on to me to like be mean when she was getting on to me I knew she was only doing that because she was telling me the truth and like I need to listen to her because but that was because she was so sweet and so nice. There were just genuinely some adults that like just, why were y'all beefing with kids? Why were y'all beefing with kids? Oh my God, why were you beefing with kids? Oh, I'm sorry, I talked too much in your class. Yeah, well, I'm also a straight A student and I was in your that was my other thing. I was a straight A student who couldn't shut my mouth because I was always the first one to finish. Now I know the ADHD and I had to be moved up or something, had to skip a few grades to be challenged and like, well, Yeah, then my college depression would have started early. I mean, yeah, that could have been the best thing for me. But whatever. (laughs) One habit you wish you could let go. My overthinking. My overthinking. I didn't realize that sometimes OCD could be considered. um, Like you can have OCD with the way you think. Like one thought pops into your head. And then you just like can't stop thinking about it. Like to the point where it's like. I don't know the full definition and the full like medical moment of that. Um, But when it was explained to me in that way. I realized that I was like, oh, my God, I think I need to go get actual professional mental health help because that it was just ringing too close to the heart. It was ringing too true. Like I because before when as a kid, I was never a hypochondriac. Like it got to the point where I was really good at like diagnosing myself and others around me. And now at my grown age, I can't do that. Because I could literally y'all just I just need to get the thought once and it will never leave my mind like, for the past year, I wholeheartedly believed that I was schizophrenic. Why? Oh, because I just watched a video about schizophrenia one day, and then I have thought back on my life and sat here and was like, I'm schizophrenic because I've heard all these voices. And no, I haven't. No, I haven't. But like, I can't get that thought out of my head, and it's almost like I'm trying to prove it's 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 weird. I don't know how to explain it. I need to talk about it with a therapist or something. But like, yeah, that's a habit I wish I could stop. Is my overthinking and my spiraling intrusive thoughts that I can't let go of, and I will literally spend. Uh, like I will literally ruminate on these thoughts for months to a year. Like it's been a full year of me being like, Oh my God, I think I'm schizophrenic and just like waiting for schizophrenia to like take a hold of my body or something is not even funny. But then when I say it out loud, I'm like, you sound stupid. Like you sound stupid and you know, it's not true, but it's my brain and it is. But mm. Ooh, are you satisfied with your life? As of right now? Yes. I think I have a good mix of like satisfaction and dissatisfaction, Um, cause I'm satisfied. Like if I had to spend another year or two living exactly the way I'm living, I would be so happy. Not even funny. I like truly just so joyous with the way my life is, but because I'm still very much like I'm 23 going on 24 this year, December 15th. Where's my Sagittarius people at? Um, Yeah, I'm so young, so I feel like I have just enough combination of, like, dissatisfaction in my life of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm dissatisfied because, like, I want this dream career and I'm working so hard for it and, like, it hasn't happened yet, so I'm dissatisfied with that and, you know, wanting to make enough money to move out on my own and take care of my things and I never have enough money to take care of, like, my needs and stuff, but that's because I'm 23 and unemployed, kind of, sort of. I just don't have a normal nine to five. I just don't have like a normal reoccurring paycheck. Um, so it's stuff like that. So I feel like I'm at the perfect combination of satisfied and dissatisfied to like keep me pushing and um, just wanting more at a nice, appropriate rate. Um, the next question, what is your dream job? Podcasting, being a full time podcaster, uh, I have been Fully, fully living in Delulu You know what, let's even say it on the podcast And I will, that is literally gonna be my Saying, no room for doubt, for like the next 10 years, um I like I'm trying to make a vow. To m- nope. I have made a vow to myself that I will be able to make a good income on podcasting by the end of September because it is my dream job. It, I couldn't picture myself doing anything other than content creation and social media and specifically podcasting is one of the things that I think I am so exceptionally good at that I could thrive at that I think I could understand and just Create such amazing content that it's not even funny. That it's my dream job, and every time I do it, I just feel at home. I feel right at home is the only way to put it. And I feel like I'm meeting my life's purpose. I have never done something in my life that has filled me up like this, other than dance. Dance has been the only thing that has filled me up to the point where I was like, I will make it a lifelong thing. Um, but to other reasons, <laughs> due to one, my mom just not allowing me to pursue dance in any shape or form past high school. I, w- I wanted to be on a dance team in college and I was going to try out for dance teams. My mom did not allow it, she did not allow me to. um That's a whole other story. uh I literally was like, oh, I'll be a dance director, I'll be a choreographer, like, I'll do something. I did not want to let dance go. Because it filled me with so much joy and brought me so much happiness. and I think that was another reason why I became so depressed in college was because since since I started school, I've always been in the arts in some way, shape or form. Um, I did. Oh, my God, I was doing art. And then I moved to dance, and then my mom was so mad about having to pay studio fees and stuff, and she was like, dance will take you nowhere, and she forced me to drop out. And so um, I joined choir, and I enjoyed choir so much. Being on stage and performing, there's, oh my god, there's that joy of literally just being up on a stage performing. I will never, 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 never not love it. And then the second I got a chance to do dance again, I ran straight back to it, which showed me how much it filled me with joy and how much I loved it. And I never quit until I literally was like not allowed to. And I got to college and tried out for a dance team. And when I didn't make it, I couldn't even tell you how happy and relieved I was to not make it because I just had such a bad experience with my dance director from high school that I didn't realize how much I kind of needed to be able to dance on my own terms and what I wanted and not have strict rules and like this overwhelming fear of being kicked out and having actual consequences if I got kicked out and da-da-da. And so then I just went to a dance studio and I showed up when I could and I stayed in bed when I didn't want to go and it was oh my god that was one of the best years of my life too was being able to like dance again um but yeah so podcasting is the only thing that it has filled me with this much joy again because there have been days when I've cried about this job and I have like I've wanted to give up because I mean if you're listening to this I'm either a freaking exploding right now and you're like, "Oh my god, I just saw your podcast on the news," or you're listening to this um as I'm still building, but <laughs> like I it is taking longer than I expected it to. And so sometimes that has just made me kind of hopeless. Because this is also the first time that I've done a hobby that can, that is genuinely making me money currently. And so sometimes I've cried about it, but at the same time, no matter how many tears I've shed, I don't want to let it go. And not even in this toxic way, but because every time that I've done it and I've put an episode out and I've seen the way people enjoy it. And I've seen the views come in and I've had very, very, like such a handful can count it all on one hand amount of interactions of people who have told me they love my podcast people who have felt the need to dm me to tell me how much they love my podcast and like listening to the way my friends believe in me because they can't believe how i've stuck it out with it i it it feels like i'm living a dream right now and so i only want this dream to get bigger so yeah i'm living my dream job that's oh i've never thought of it that way i've always thought of it as like a Oh, when i'm getting paid full time that's when it's my dream job but i've never like actually this is the first time right here on this podcast together that i've ever stopped and said wait i'm doing my dream job because i'm getting paid for it i genuinely do get paid for my podcast so that makes it a job so i am doing my dream job now if it could pay all my bills that's another story Mm, when was the last time i cried and why (gasps) yesterday yesterday's gone something keep moving on was it yesterday what'd i do yesterday no it wasn't yesterday it was day before yesterday um i was crying thinking about family dynamics i don't know if you can tell if you've listened for a while you know family like my family dynamics is just really hard um i don't feel like i have a place in my family i feel like I am tolerated more than accepted and loved. And so when you constantly just feel like people barely, barely tolerate you, like acknowledge that you exist and kind of don't want anything. And it's not even just like that. It's like they tolerate that you exist, but it's more just like, Oh my God, I can't stand who you are. I can't stand the way you live your life. I can't, stand the way that you treat us but it's like i treat you like that because you all of you have manipulated and gaslit and truly try to shame me into just the dumbest of things and like oh my god like one of the questions is have you ever been bullied um technically yes I shut it down real quick. That's in a whole other podcast episode. Um, I was able to get my bullies detention within three weeks of them starting to bully me. And that was really fun. Again, that's always going to be my revenge is calling authorities on you, babes. I'm not laying a hand on you. Why would I? Why would I genuinely put my fist up and fight you? I could not care less about you. Uh, So instead, I'm going to ruin your life. (laughs) Um, But like the reason why I've never felt like I've truly been bullied was because of the way my family has treated me. And that is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. If I could scream that from the rooftops, Ooh, if I could scream that in their face, but like they, if you know, you know, and to my few cousins who understand because we've all been in the same boat of just like, what is wrong with this family? I can't even tell you where the generational trauma starts. It. It is just so it's, – it's bad. It's really bad. So to all my cousins who we've slowly, like, put up together and, like, band together and have been figuring it out together, we know and we'll get through it. If you know, you know. But other than that, that's another reason that pushes me every day because I know the second that I'm able to take care of myself financially, um, then I can – put up all the boundaries that I genuinely dream of but that's really hard to do when life and inflation has been getting more and more expensive and it's really really hard to go out and take care of yourself financially because there's people like me who desperately desperately needs to and I know I'm not in the worst of the worst situations um mine are more a lot a lot more like psychological, mental, damn. Is that why I like getting revenge on people mentally? Whatever. This isn't therapy, babe. This is a podcast. <laughs> so basically the same thing. Um, and sometimes it does get physical, but nothing. I love how I'm like nothing too, you know what? We don't need to get that deep. Uh, but I I do recognize that some people definitely have it worse than me and genuinely like need to get their people like placed in jail. Um, for me, it's just like I'm just around people who have never been good people and who are truly evil people, and so I need to go and I need to move. So that's why life inflation pisses me off. Not because like oh my god, I'm too broke to afford. Well, yeah, I'm too broke to afford anything. Or it, but it's not coming from a place of like I just want to be rich to be rich and afford luxury vacations. It's like no, I just I want to have enough money to take care of myself and move out and be able to find genuine. Peace, because I literally told this to my roommate earlier uh, a couple days ago. What was that, yesterday? Two days ago? I don't know, my days are blurring. Um, currently in the apartment I live in is the first time that I've ever, in all 23 going on 24 years of life, that I have been alive. I have never lived in a place where I got to walk out of my bedroom and be comfortable being in the common area because being around anyone that I've lived with has always been so anxiety producing. And it's not because every single person in the house like made it anxiety producing. It was just like the certain ones who did just left a mark, left a stain. And so I never spent time in common areas. I never felt okay to open up fully and be myself and even want to like, leave my room and so this is the first year of my life that I've ever felt that way and I can't lie sometimes it's really scary because like it's the first year that I've gotten to live my life like this like truly happily in peace and in a place where I can call a genuine home and I'm not being watched and I'm not being belittled and I'm not being shamed And I will only have it for a year. And then it's just kind of like up in the air from there. There's no solidified plans um, other than like going back to a place that I do not call a home. But instead of house, which whatever poetic, ah, (laughs) but like literally just like going back to an actual house and just kind of preparing myself to go back to where I was, where I was depressed and suicidal and being prepared to literally fight for who I am if that makes sense of just like something as simple as this is how I like to wear my hair and being called all kinds of names being threatened with being slapped and hit because I want to wear my hair down but no your hair is ugly when it's down and it's embarrassing when we're in public because it's down and why do you want to look like that what is wrong with you put it up right now like That is what I live with, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, we'll do one last question because it's about to be an hour long. Yesterday's gone. Okay, I'm just going to like scroll and then I'm just going to point my finger on a question and whatever that question is, I'll answer it. So this is more random. Okay. If you only... Oh my God, if you had only three wishes, what would they be? That is so... Such a great question to finish off this podcast with oh my god because I know what they would be and it's genuinely gonna make me cry okay if I had only three wishes what would they be one for this podcast to be a full-time job by the end of this month no later than by the end of this month oh so much earlier but by the end of this month being able to have a full-time income with podcasting by the end of this month wish number two being able to live a life where I can take care of myself and take care of others comfortably I don't care if it's not in any luxurious way but comfortably and comfortably being able to afford my housing and comfortably being able to give back to the family members who have been there for me um in any way shape or form whether that's with gift giving or just just giving back giving back to the people who have literally been there for me and giving back in ways that I've never been able to like I said with gift giving vacations just anyways so yeah just being being financially free is wish number two and wish number three oh my god wish number three there's so many things um those are just like my two big wishes that like i want here and now and i know they're wishes they can be grand as hell oh my god oh my god Ooh, i thought of a wish but that was too deep baby that is that's too much trauma to reveal on the podcast um see, the only one I can think of is I wish to have a billion dollars in my bank account by the time I wake up <laughs> like, Oh my God, I wish to be signed with Dear Media. I know they all kind of correlated and all technically they could be one wish, but I mean like those three things guaranteed by the end of before the end of September, podcast being a full- time job, being so financially comfortable that I'm able to take care of myself and other people that I love. And being able to sign a podcasting, a good podcasting contract that actually benefits me and my life and career and doesn't basically take my rights away as a podcaster, like signing a contract like that with Dear Media, (gasps) where I could actually grow and expand. But sometimes, I'm not even going to lie, y'all. I've been saying that I want to sign with Dear Media, but... I follow them on all their socials but y'all recently when I see some of those oh my god those podcast episodes and I'm realizing like not all of their podcasters align with my ideals that makes me feel some type of way that like they don't mind giving a voice to people who put that message out and so it makes me not want to sign with them anymore they used to be my dream company but now I think I'm going to go ahead and scratch off Dear Media's name. I've always wanted it to be Dear Media because it's been so woman oriented. And I really, really, really wanted to work with people like that. But now I think being able to sign any podcasting contract with the network where I will still have my rights as a podcaster to do what I want, when I want, what brands I work with, what brands I don't work with, being able to give me a really nice salary, being able to keep the rights to my podcast, like being able to still be an owner and being that allows me to grow as a podcaster and put me in new opportunities instead of dictating where I'm going and who I am. It's just really hard to do this as an indie podcaster. So I'd really, really, really love to just be bounded by contract with someone who can help me expand. Man, effort. it. It doesn't even need to be like a podcasting network it could truly just be an eight like I want to sign a podcasting contract with someone who can help my podcast grow help me get literally own a studio and help me find someone who can uh edit video content for me and being able to get my podcast on YouTube and being able to hit red carpets get PR be able to expand as an actual social media content creator so that would be my three wishes full-time podcaster by the end of september before the end of september full-time podcaster by the before the end of september having an income that allows me to take care of me myself and others and being able to sign a podcasting contract with anyone who can help me expand my bot my podcast that doesn't take away from me and like cause me to end up in a lawsuit because I realized like I got so much stolen from me but a genuine podcasting contract that benefits me and allows me to expand so that would be my three wishes and with that I'm going to end this right here because I have to edit this podcast episode and this is an hour and three minutes long yesterday's gone you gotta keep holding on i don't know if those are the actual lyrics um yeah follow me on the socials y'all you've listened this far follow me on apple podcast follow me on spotify i always ask a question for y'all on spotify or a poll or whatever you know what i'm gonna start leaving um on spotify there's places where like you can answer a question or whatever and send in your response i'm literally going to be like use this as a comment section go comment on my podcast i want to see what y'all like think and what y'all know and what y'all care about um there's just so much just go follow me y'all just go follow me i'm active on twitter instagram and tiktok like crazy recently i've been posting like crazy on all three platforms um give me book recommendations fantasy book recommendations i've been reading a lot more my goal is to read 20 books before the end of 2023 and i'm currently on book number 15 so give me more recommendations because i'm about to finish this book and like honestly my roommate told me i could finish it by today because i have 52 minutes left smoke weed every day